Hey, what's going on? It's your man, Cassandra Williams, and we are here with another uh, Black Men's Mental Health Podcast. Um, I said the, through the first one that I would, you know, go into further details. The first one was really just an overall myself and what I've gone through. But I said I was going to bring different people, different black men on the podcast to really talk about mental health from different aspects. One of the interesting aspects of mental health that I don't think is discussed is mental health within a marriage. Um, I have good friend and the culture radio host and contributor TJ Chapman uh, in the building with me today. Uh, TJ is a man that has a phenomenal man, uh, is great in the community, works in the community, has his own afternoon show and uh, evening show on Tuesdays. His afternoon shows every uh, every uh, every day from three to six here, right here on the Culture Radio itself. And uh, he also has his uh, nightly, uh, his weekly TV show, uh, which is on uh, the Culture TV and on Facebook every Tuesday at 8 o'clock. And uh, I invited TJ on the show because he has a different perspective. Myself, you know, I'm still married, but, you know, I've been through where me and wife about to split up. But, you know, TJ uh, has agreed to talk about his personal, which he never really gets into a, a lot on his show or stuff like that. So I'm really honored that he agreed to do this. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, um, you know, because TJ has uh, been married and divorced. And I think uh, during, uh, I think what people don't understand is that mental health of black men in marriages is very unique and it's not talked about. And I definitely wanted to invite TJ on the show to talk about that aspect as well. So TJ, welcome to the show. I appreciate you being here, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. It's 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 it's, it's, it's honor to be on here and be able to um, you know, share my story, which you know, like you said, I rarely talk about it. Um, but when I do, it's you know, you know, straight to the point and let me, give, like, the, let me give a claps. There it is. <laughs> yeah. All right. So yeah. So I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So 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 basically, you know, I, I talk about it sometimes, but uh, mental health is is definitely uh, important, especially in today's you know society. And glad you have me on because now I get to talk about my story, and those who are out there listening will probably can appreciate, and, and hopefully it does help with uh, you know men in general um, that. Your mental health is 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 very important, especially uh, within the marriage. So definitely. So so let's start. Let's start at the beginning. So uh, how long you was you dating before you just you knew she was the one? So what what was that process like when you met her? How long and things like that? Let's go from the beginning so people understand the journey in the mind of how that goes. So so let's do a little bit of background. All right. So um, I met my my ex wife in college as a freshman. We okay. both we both were freshmen, mm -hmm. and um, you know, we started out as good friends. I went to, you know, try to holler at her or whatever. You know, got the number, shot the number. This time, the, back in the day, we, you know, we write on a piece of paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah we yeah, we, we yeah. can afford cell phones just yet. <laughs> so, True. you know, wrote on a piece of paper, whatever, and, you know, we'll call her. You know, we'll chop it up, whatever. But my mindset wasn't, you know, to be with her. It was just more so let me try to, uh, let me see if I can smash come in college. So, so, so really, you were just at that mind frame at that time of just like, yo, I'm just, and that's how most men probably are when they first meet their, their, you know, who's, gonna be the wife is like yo i'm just looking to hook up yeah you know what i'm saying so that's pretty much how that was and so you know we went through all our you know uh you know years uh at ucf and you know just stayed great friends you know never smashed mm -hmm. but you know we remained great friends we, you know graduated uh didn't see her for about a good i don't know about two maybe about a year and a half or so and i ran a tour at one of the extra uh step shows at ucf 
And, you know, I saw her walking. I was like, hey, what's up? And we just, you know, at that point, it had been a long time, whatever, whatever. Then next thing you know, it was, it was a different mindset at that point. Now I'm ready to move forward and, you know, get into a relationship. Mm-hmm. And so, we, you know, we exchanged numbers, whatever. Well, let me, let me, let's back up really because I think what people want to understand my frame of a man because I think a lot of women say this all the time with men. When they're dating somebody, it's really a lot of times the – for me, is the um, it's the it's the aura, it's the energy they give off to understand is this going to be wifey or not? So why did you? What made you not take it to that level with her and just be her friend? Was it her saying, "Nah, I'm good"? Was it you like, "Okay, I just see you"? Like, what was that that relationship that made you where you didn't take it to that level of like, "Yo, let me just try to smash it"? Or to uh, she's just a friend? What was that mindset? It was just her, just her aura in itself, and it was mm-hmm. kind of like, "Yeah, yeah, this this is not the kind of chick that I'm a." You know, I, I want to just smash and leave and all this other stuff. So the the friendship aspect of it was because of her her aura, and it's kind of like we just remained friends, whatever. You know, stayed out of touch. She dated, I dated, whatever, but we mm-hmm. never dated each other at the time doing, mm-hmm. doing um, while we was in school. Um, but it wasn't until you know we graduated and time went by and ran up on her again. And this time it was it was different. It was kind of like you know what, I want to date her, but we again still friends. Uh, we exchanged numbers. Uh, went back to her place, you know, sat, talked, chill, you know, playing catch up, and and at that moment, it was like, you know, yeah, yeah, this is gonna be wife right here, mm-hmm. and so about maybe about I want to say about six, eight months later, um, I proposed to her, and okay. you know, of course she said yes, and you know we moved on from there, and and that was back in two thousand and three. So, so 2003. So, what was it about her? What, what did she? You know, because I think a lot of times with with our sisters, they don't, they don't understand where. Was it, was it what she did that that made you want to take it to the next level, or was it you were ready? Because I think in in the black community, especially, it's this argument of a either a woman can get a man to marry her, or a man has to be ready to be married, and it has nothing to do with her. So what was it for you that made you say, yo, this is the one? Was it how she was moving with you, or was it you, just at the time of your life, your mental, that's where you was ready to do? It was It was a combination of a lot of things. You know, go to school, well, you go to college, graduate, find your wife, um, you know, and then just being around a person that, that makes you feel like, okay, you know what, I can do some things like I can start a family with this woman and it's just the the mindset that of course she gives off that vibes anyway so it was a combination of a lot of things that that that, that made me do that but then again a lot of people in the background when I made announcement oh you're not ready you're not ready mm-hmm. because of the lifestyle that I was still living at the time mm-hmm. and it's like yeah you just probably just married her just to marry her mm-hmm. and vice versa so I was kind of like mm, okay whatever whatever y'all say yes I am so was so one, one thing I, I I always hear too is is was you was she supportive of you know because everybody has that conversation of like dreams and aspirations was she very supportive of that where you know as a man you say hey baby this is what I want to do and at that time was she like yeah baby I see your vision I'm with you in that did did or or vice versa did she say she had dreams and you were supportive because I don't want this to be a podcast people like oh you're bashing women you know what I'm saying so was it was it that was those conversations had. Um, well, we did have a conversation about, you know, certain, you know, a or multiple, it was multiple conversations. Oh, okay. and, and, and that was kind of like some of the red flags that I ignored mm. to let me know that, okay, if it's a, if it's a career or a dream that I'm trying to, you know, pursue that I want to have, if it's not in her liking, then she's not going to be supportive of it. So I, I ignored it. I already mm. knew what she wanted to do. And 
supported it. She wanted to finish, get her master's um, before starting the family. I get it. I understand because that's that's what you're going for. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just threw some ideas like because at the time I was I was a good football player, and um, you know had a couple of offers to try out for uh, some of the uh, NFL teams that you know practice squad whatever whatever. And I would throw the idea. She was like, "Well, that's great and all. I know you play football. I know you're really good, but that's not something I can I can deal with." You know, you having to be out on the road and da 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 da, and you know, women this, women that, and just like she knows that that wouldn't be a lifestyle that she would want to live. So I'm like, okay, all right, cool. You know, just I, I left it at that. So we get um, uh, further in our marriage, and then the opportunity presented itself of you know, hey, listen, I think I want to start my own radio show. You know, get on, get on air, and you know, speak whatever, whatever. And she was like, okay, you sound like somebody that would want to be on the radio, but you know, I know you're probably going to be successful, but I can't live in, in that limelight that comes with the territory. I can't be there mentally. I can't be there and, and figure out what is it that you're doing out there or what somebody's going to do to you, da-da-da-da-da. So now it's, it's coming to a point where my, my mindset was kind of like, wait a minute, why am I with a woman that, that's not even going to support my dream? So that started messing with my mental, mm-hmm. and I didn't realize that's what it was. And so we, you know, it was like really an ultimatum, either – you can continue to do that, or we can just stop this now. Mm. And so, being the good man that I was, I chose her. See, and, and I think that's another. I think that's where I really want this to to really touch upon when it comes to this this episode of the podcast is that when you're a man, especially a black man, there's expectations of you. Yeah. And and when you go against those expectations, then you're the bad guy. You're the villain. Because at the end of the day, as you said, you know, you had a football thing you could have done, you know what I'm saying? But she wasn't supportive of it because of her insecurities and her fears. Now you're split because as a man, you want to be the provider. You want to be the person that's out there. You know, you know, when people say bringing home the bacon, you know, as a man, we want to go out there and kill the pig. Cut the pig and bring the bacon home. You know what I mean? Yeah. We don't want to go necessarily to some place that's going to just give us the bacon yeah. and then we just bring it home. But it seems like she wanted you just to go somewhere, get the bacon, bring it home. But you was trying to because at the end of the day, you get more bacon if I'm not allowed to get out there and kill the pig yeah. and bring home more. But you're limiting my my uh, you're limiting me and and then that's a mental strain as a man because yeah, now you're going to get your nature as a man to be that provider to be that alpha male but you're compromising who you are which it's really it, it it's 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 a real strain mentally on you as a man to not be able to you know man i see such a big thing i have to do it may be struggle to get there, but man, this is gonna be great for our family. My kids are gonna look at me proudly because daddy built this, he did this with his hands. Mm-hmm. But you're not allowed to do that. And I think what people don't understand is that's a mental strain, that's anxiety, you know, that's a little bit of depression. That's you right. know what I'm saying? That that's a lot of stress mentally that women and people outside of the culture that look at don't understand that as a black man that you may feel. So explain that process when in your mind when you wanted this big dream, but your woman that you love is saying no. What was the struggle with that? The struggle is like, you know, why can't I, you know, why why can't my wife support what I'm doing? You know, why don't you just trust me that what I'm doing is, is is for us, that I'm building a, you know, building a legacy an empire for us. You know, why? I mean, I did, you know, supported you going, doing your master's. Mm-hmm. You know, you didn't want to start a family. I did. And you wasn't ready because you wanted to, 
you know, follow your dreams of, you know, becoming a, you know, speech therapist. And in order to do that, you know, you wanted to hold back from, you know, having any kids and, you know, focus on your school and master's. Guess what? And you, I, and and you, I supported, you supported that. And I supported that, mm-hmm. you know. And then so when it came to me, it's kind of like, okay, a lot of mental stress started happening. And I became very resentful, did some things that I wasn't proud of. And then that became, you know, more of a, you know, stressful uh, situation in itself, trying to save the marriage. Like, okay, all right, listen, I'm sorry without pointing fingers. Like, hey, well, you don't want to cause me to go do this. And because I'm meeting other people that is supportive of what I want to do or and, and, and just – that's sometimes that's how, that's how it works. You know, somebody that's not giving you something, you see it somewhere else, and now you just go and confine yourself over there just to fill that, you know, to fill that void. And so throughout the whole marriage, I mean, we ended up having, you know, three kids out of it. Um, you know, we're still great friends to this day. And that process in itself, I mean, we just knew, like, hey, listen, I get it. I'm not going to stop you because, obviously, it's toxic. You know, as far as you looking at me thinking that I don't want to stop you from having your dreams, I don't want to be that person. And um, and then, of course, you know, we ended up dissolving the marriage. Um, judge was like, you know, wow, this is like one of the easiest divorce things ever. Cause, I mean, we disagreed like, OK, all right, cool. You know, we'll just do this, this, this and this. And that was straight. And, you know, like I say right now, we're both supportive of each other. Um, she sees what I'm doing now and she's just, you know, super proud of me. You know, my kids are happy for me. And she's actually starting to see it now, but she just knows herself that that's not something that she would have, you know, be able to support. And the good thing about it, she told me what she could have done better as a wife, and that would have been support your dreams just like you supported me. And so, you know, at this point here, you know, I think I think that goes to the imagery of what um, women see of men, because you know, uh, one thing I really touched upon uh, that I, I think. Our legacy as black men is to take everything and still be a man and overcome. And I think, unfortunately, in our society today has become so much that now that the people around us are against us. For example, back in slavery, you know, our women uh, saw us get beat, tortured, all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? And But we were still men and we took it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they, but they supported us 100% because they knew the struggle we went through. Nowadays, I think over the years with social media, government, whatever you want to call it, um, has portrayed us as weak, as 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 sissies, as mm-hmm. um, as as Debbie dad stuff like that, and now the and the tragedy is that our sisters believe that now of us, where before it was known in our culture that they would do anything to make us look bad, so yep. we stuck together. But now because we have this idea that we done made it, and 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 discrimination isn't really there anymore, even though we can see it everywhere. Right. That now. Men are not being attacked, and now we're just making excuses. You know, even with yep. media, when a, a white man goes crazy, it's mental health problems. Yeah. But when a black, black man. man goes crazy, he's a goon, he's, he's a, a thug, thug, he's a ghetto, he has, he's a criminal. So our own culture believes that about us now. So unfortunately, when we get with a woman, she's not looking at us as, yo, you know what, my man's going to get on the muscle. He's going to grind. I'm going to support him. It's, oh, you need to go get a job. You need to rely on somebody else. To give you money to support me because if you don't have that comfortability of somebody else giving you money Mm -hmm. then you're no good to me because as just a regular black man and you're not working for somebody else then at the end of the day you're going to be selfish a deadbeat dad you're going to be a loser because you have to rely on somebody like when did it become normal when did it become acceptable for for our sisters to tell us that 
it is okay to rely on somebody else for the income. Don't you? Yo, back in the day, they wanted a man that was like starting his own business, his own yeah. thing. They would they support that. Like, y'all want you to forget that job, baby. I'll hold it down for us. Yeah. While you get you, because I know you see the bigger picture. But now right. it's like, oh no, you can't do that. You know, because I'll, I'll talk personal. My wife is Haitian, right? In that culture, they're very hardworking men. You know, and they go on jobs and they do it. So when I first was talking about you know having my own business and stuff like that, you know, my wife wasn't as accepting as she is now. But in the beginning, she was kind of like, okay, you know, for her it was like, okay, you could do it as a hobby. You know, yeah. it's like it's yeah. a it's a hobby. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and you know, but you have to have that safety net just in case because at the end of the day, you know, if you don't have that safety net, you are the image of what I see as a black man that isn't working. Is a bum. He's lazy. Yeah. He's smooching off his woman. Yep. Things like that. Not see you as a man that's working hard. Now, of course, my wife. We we've been here seventeen years, so it's, it's a different story. But. In the beginning, not, not that she was anti it, right. but it was like, oh, it was a hobby. But then when I was like, well, I'm serious about it, it's like, uh. Yeah, that's that's funny you say that because this is where part two came in at. Mm. Um, you know, after the divorce, whatnot, um, you know, continued working for corporate America, da 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 da. And then it was kind of like, if the opportunity presented itself again, I would not put myself in this position where if I meet somebody, and opportunity presents itself, and I'm given that same ultimatum, it's going to be an easy decision for me at this point. Mm -hmm. And so, lo and behold, it happened about, let me see, 2017, probably like the, I would say like the spring of 2017. Mm -hmm. uh, at this time, I've you know moved on, got into a new relationship, um, on the verge of you know being um, you know engaged, whatnot. And so, I was at work. And one of my coworkers, she was like, um, TJ, I had a dream about you last night. I'm like, what are you talking about? A dream. And so she was like, I had a vision that um, that you were ready to have your own talk show. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, um, really? Tell me more about the dream. And so then later that day, I went home and it's kind of like, hey, babe, listen, this is what was told to me. Cause she and this knew was the new fiance. Yeah, and she, okay. and she knew what happened with... Your ex wife. Yeah, your ex wife. Okay. And so, you know, I brought it to her. She was like, oh, wow, this that's great. That's awesome. You should do it. I'm going to support you. Da 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 da. Okay. So I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, awesome. Great. So, you know, so I, I, I started it, launched it, um, started out in the basement of, you know, one of my coworkers because he just so happened to have one of those studios. Mm -hmm. And so the show was, you know, launched November uh, 17th of uh, 2016, basically, mm -hmm. or oh, 2017. Okay. And so, um, you know, I told about it. She was great. I even had her on the show. So that she can actually see it. Yeah, yeah. See the vision. Be the part of it. You know, and yeah. she and she was part of it. And so, you know, I'm thinking everything was going great, smooth, whatever. And then it just became the momentum kept rolling, kept getting bigger and bigger. Had my first red carpet event. She was there. Like, mm -hmm. wow, she sees it, whatever. Um, but it wasn't until uh, 2018 mm -hmm. when I got my first big break with Tom Joyner and was able to do the behind-the-scenes interview uh, coverage of the show. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, um, and she was there, and then she just saw, like, all of these people was kind of like, it alarmed her. It kind of like, I guess, gave her a gut check, like, are you ready for this lifestyle type of mm -hmm. deal? You know, the lights, camera, you know. And one day she was kind of like, wow, I thought this was just going to be a hobby for you. Mm -hmm. Just like you coaching football, it's just a hobby. You're not going to try to go to the next level in coaching and whatever, whatever. Mm -hmm. and, um, and I was like, no, I was dead serious. This, this is going to be my career, and I'm building up for it. 
And then, of course, she's like, well, you know what's happening out here in the world? You know, big celebrities, they get in trouble. You know, people rise to fame. They see people rising to fame. And then you got women, you know, want to claim, um, you know, claim, no, he harassed me or try to sue you. And I don't have time for that. I'm not going to get, you know, even though you may not do it. My uh, my my uh, anxiety won't be able to take it, and mm. and then her you, mental health won't yeah. be able to take it. Yeah, mm. and then she, you know, she's like, well, you know, I don't think I can handle that. Da 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 da. And then um, next thing you know, the ultimatum came. It's kind of like you know how my anxiety is. You know, I can't deal with that, especially now that you're, you know, we got, you know, we have a son, mm-hmm. you know, and I can't be sitting up here wondering what time you're gonna come home. And and I just tried to explain, kept trying to explain to her. And get her to understand that's not like that. You know, I'm still working. You know, this is I'm doing this on the side to still build up. So yes, the weekends would be. You know, people would hire me to do certain events, or I would have to go here. And I know, but you come home at two, three o'clock in the morning. You know, wondering if you know you're out here doing something or da 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 da. I said, you know, they got Facebook uh, Messenger where you can just video call me, right? You do know that. If you think I'm somewhere where I'm not supposed to be at, you know how to pick the phone up. You so know. you so you you was doing everything in your power to make sh- to ease her anxiety and yep. her mental health yep. in this situation. Mm-hmm. But she wasn't thinking about you as a man and your mental health, you know, because I mean, l- l- let's be honest, regardless of how things end, it's human nature to think that you did something wrong or yep. maybe you could have done something better, which has Sometimes some depression, which has sometimes some anxiety and other issues mentally, insecurity, uh, abandonment issues, things like that, that really lay on it. So now this is your second relationship that you're in with, you know, a woman that you're giving your all just like you did your first marriage. And it's the same thing. So yeah. how 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 did that and then ultimately it did end up right yeah. because of those. Issues. So how did that how did that affect your mental? Because see. I mean, I'm hearing that during the relationship, it was all about her, her uh, mental, her anxiety and, and her insecurity and herself and whatnot. Yeah. Maybe she had some abandonment issues from her father or whatever. So h- how did that second breakup, because obviously you had a kid with her, you were serious. How did that Actually, affect two, your, yeah, yeah two, two kids were, so you have five kids, yeah. three with the friend, two kids. So how did that affect your mental, you know what if exactly because a lot of times too, we don't get it diagnosed. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like we don't go to the doctor and go to counseling. We just deal with it, put a band aid, and keep it moving. Right. But for you, what mentally? You know, and I know this may be a little bit hard because as men, it's kind of hard for us to say. But what do you mentally happen to you now? Is a second failed relationship with two kids with with two kids in this one, three from the other. How did that impact you mentally? Like your confidence, your depression. I mean, what what was going on? It it was still one of them things where it's kind of like I'm trying to understand what my um you know what my mental what my mental health really was, and mm-hmm. the fact that all right, well here we go again, and me trying to put all the stress on trying to figure out how I'm going to make this work. How can I get her to understand? And in all this time, I had a mentor, um, you know, Anthony A. D. Davis. Um, you know, he he was mentoring me through this whole process. And, you know, as as things started to, you know, build up, I told myself, like, listen, I don't have time to be stressed out about a situation because I can only control what I can control. Mm -hmm. And that's what's in front of me. I can't help that you feel that same way. And as I started to elevate, you know, one thing that I started to realize is that once you once you control the things that you can control 
everything else is going to fall in line and you don't have to continue to um, defend your growth to others because with, you know, elevation is going to come uh, separation from those who don't believe in that vision. And now you start to slowly separate yourself from them, just kind of like a, uh, like a tree. Um, one of them, uh, uh, what you call it, a palmetto tree, sometimes how it starts out in a, in a vase and then as it continues to grow, mm-hmm. it's getting too big for that vase, yeah. and this thing's starting to crack. Mm-hmm. And so now you have to uh, take that out and actually plant it so that it can continue to grow stronger. Mm-hmm. And oh well to this vase. So yeah. sad, so sad. So my mental uh, space at this point in life, it's it's if you mess with it, you know I'm, I'm good. I'm I'm gonna I'm stay away from it. I mean you're still cool with everything. I mean like alright, whatever. But I'm not gonna do that, which is why I'm, I'm single. You know to this day, uh, you know, and I, I've met different women. That I wanted to date, and and I know I was no I was no more ignored by the red flags that are that are happening, and that was another thing about you know um, protecting your mental health mm-hmm. um, and identifying those red flags because yeah. if you find yourself having to explain yourself to this person here, who's to say the industry that I'm in is not going to have that? And and it actually took place um, with you know with one female, and it was like oh, mm, gotcha, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. And and so now it's kind of like whatever I put into the universe, the universe is going to, you know, give back. And she's out there getting prepared for me, just like I'm out here getting prepared for her. Mm-hmm. And, and it just happens organically, whereas in the past I chased it. Oh, wow, that's a pretty face. Or, oh, she, I like I like her vibes, whatever. Let's date. Mm-hmm. So now the foundation is more so of let's, let's build this uh, friendship and allow things to organically you know, happen. So I'm definitely looking forward to this next challenge because uh, the universe knows what I want. And I thought I was, you know, ready for somebody and they weren't ready for my frequency. You said you had, I think uh, a thing that uh, you said that was very interesting that maybe most don't is you said you had a mentor that you was able to talk to Mm -hmm. with all this stuff. And, you know, do you think you would be where you're at today if you didn't have that outlet? Because most men, we're very, we tend to be guarded with our feelings and mm-hmm. what's going on, and we don't talk, and we just hold everything in until maybe it comes out badly or it comes out in some addiction or something like that. So how was it having that mentor, that person to talk to about how you felt and guide you through this? It was, it was actually great. It was amazing. And you know, had it not been for that, um, I don't think my mindset would have been where it's at now because it start it started to you know uh, pull back a lot of layers that I didn't know that was there, mm-hmm. and you know having that constant talk or having that 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 constant uh, sit down and understanding, you know what it is that we need to do as you know as men and how we can protect our mental health and the importance of it, um, you know it started to you know uh, resonate and just help me out and then especially during the whole quarantine thing, I started you know discovering things about myself that mm-hmm. I never knew about and it was mm-hmm. some of the things that you know he was telling me about that now I'm able to start seeing things in a, in a different light. And people I was like, you know, TJ, you never look like you stressed out because I'm not. Do you think that if you had that, was he there between the relationships or was it just the last one? Just the last one. So do, how, how do you think that things would have been different for the next relationship if you had that person 
to be able to talk to because it seems like after you got divorced, you know, you were just doing you, you met her, boom, then you got the mentor. And so do you think things would have been better? You would have picked differently. Your mental health would have made you show the red flags because you had that mentor if you would have seeked the help. I mean, what, what was it? Do you think it would have been different in any way if you had that outlet after the first marriage? I mean, I, I think it, it would have um, made a big difference, but... I'm a, I'm a believer that, you know, things happen for a reason mm-hmm. and without having a you know, question, of course, we can go back and be like, you know, hey, you know, I wish I can do this differently. Da, 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 da. No, I don't. I'm glad I did what I did when mm-hmm. I did it. Because you had two beautiful kids. Because, yeah, exactly. Okay. And, and now I can see I can look back and know, like, learn from my mistakes because most people, they make a mistake and it's OK to make a mistake. Mm-hmm. That's how you grow. But the, the mistake is when you don't learn from it. Mm-hmm. And so. Um, and, and that's what I'm learning now is, you know, understanding red flags, understanding the importance of, you know, my mental health. And, yeah, you, you got to be a little selfish um, on yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, I've always been looking out for people. And one of the big things, because he told me, he was like, TJ, uh, what's one of the big things that you've, you've had an issue with in all of your, you know, both relationships? And I was like, well, I'm, I was never transparent. Mm-hmm. You know, I would always take the choice away of thinking, okay, well, if I tell them this, then they're going to feel this way. Or, well, I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to hurt their feelings or whatever. You know, and so now that, you know, I'm at this place where, you know, transparency is very important, you know, I'm giving you the option. You know, you mm-hmm. already know what the deal is. You know, be like, hey, do you want to get in a relationship? No, I don't. Mm-hmm. You know, because right now it looks like, you know, I'm at a place right now where if you're trying to date me or whatever, just understand this is where this is where my focus is with my career at. And then I hate the fact when people are like, oh, well, people who say they're busy, they're not busy because they have time to, you know, you got time. You're not that busy for the person that you want to be with. No, fuck that. Mm. Oh, can I cuss? No, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> say safe, please. <laughs> so, and so, no, it's, it's like it's not, it's not a part where, you know, if I'm too busy for you and, and all this other crap that you're talking about, no, listen, what are you doing on this day? Okay, well... I got such and so and so. All right, cool. And you try to you try to plan it out. So it's okay, like when you're bored to shits, and you want to hit me up on a day that I'm doing something, or you know I don't text you back right away. Whatever the case may be, listen, I ain't got time for that. I already told you what the deal is. Now we can compromise and work this thing out and figure like, hey, you know what? Next Friday, I don't have an event. Let's go out. Uh, okay, well, you know I'm about to check that. Okay, cool. Just let me know. Mm. Just that simple. So transparency is everything. Definitely. So, um, question: What is it that? You, how did you keep your mental together? Because I know a lot of times when we, you're a person that you do a lot for others. You know, when you was married or in your relationship, you was doing a lot for your career, but also there for your kids, for her, for the people around you, and stuff like that. So, what? What? Things did you do to keep your mental um, sane? Because a lot of times in situations, we tend not to tend to our needs trying to please everybody else. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because that's the role that we feel we're in. You know, man's supposed to be a provider. Man's supposed to be X, Y, and Z. Um, and 
you know, I know with me, one of my my issues was I didn't give enough time. I haven't been given enough time to myself. You know, mm-hmm. like for me, this podcast is time to myself. Right. You know what I mean? To talk and stuff like that. So I, I didn't do that before, which probably led to my meltdown. So what things did have you done to keep you from melting down? Because, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, people may not look at it as, you know, as a tragedy, but... At the end of the day, it is a tragedy because, you know, yeah. when you're a man that loves a woman, loves your kids, the last thing you want is to break up the home. Right. And when that happens and, and you know, that that that's something that most men don't address. Like a woman gets her, you know, her support from her girlfriends and family and, oh, girl, you know, you know, but as men, we, you know, we get the, oh, you know, you know, you should have done this better or that better. And why you give your family, like a lot of the pain falls on us but we have to take it so what have you done to not get to your breaking point where you're like fuck it i'm just gonna kill everybody and myself (laughs) and done you know what i'm saying like where how did you you know what did you do not to get to that point uh there's a lot of things i do i got a um i got a diffuser um you know some some essential oils Mm -hmm. um you know lemon lemongrass oils um and at night i would you know plug it up sit there and just kind of like just you know, just be in a just be in a zone, or I would um, go to you know go to the to a lake, um, you know, like mm-hmm. a Lake Eola or mm-hmm. you know Lake Monroe, mm-hmm. and just and just sit and just listen, you know, to to nature, or I would just take a you know walk in a nature park somewhere, and 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 just kind of like just listen to nature in itself, and letting the calm, you know, the calm feeling just you know go through my body and just mm-hmm. you know free my mind from a lot of things, um, and then of course you know music uh, I listen to. Um, you know, nature, um, music, basically, mm-hmm. you know, the sounds, sounds of nature, nature. Yeah, yeah. And, and just kind of so like, relaxing. and yeah. just relaxing and it zones out everything. And it's kind of like, okay, all right, let's keep going. Let's keep doing this. Remember what you're doing it for. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's been helping on me. Yeah. Like, you know, for me, I didn't do those things. Like, you know, for me, I, it was like my wife, my kids, my business work, it was just a revolving table of that, and and you know I've never, never used to take that time. You know what I mean, and that's good because you know, I I definitely have you know we're not divorced, thank God, you know, right. but we've good, been good. there on the verge of it a couple of times, yeah. you know, especially recently, yeah. and um, I definitely know how it is because you know when you're immersed in all that, because it's see one thing people don't understand like it's painful. Yeah. It's painful when you sleep less to a woman that you love so much and you just want that one person in the world to understand you and they don't. Yeah. Because you have to deal with everything on the outside as a black man. You got to deal with the stereotype you get. You got to deal with the with the how people look at you, how people treat you, how people talk to you, but the people's expectation. You get beat every single day as a black man. Then you look at social media and TV and the images of a, of of black men getting killed or harassed mm, yes. and, or or images of us in skirts and being gay and things like that. Like not nothing wrong with being gay, but I'm just saying that's the only imagery we get on TV of us then you come home to the one person in the world that you feel should understand you like you know because sometimes as men we want to get held we want to get held and say baby it is okay you know what i'm saying not that we want our woman to be our mother you know what i'm saying but for our mental to be straight sometimes we just want to be held and say baby i got you no matter what no matter what happens out there when you're with me you're safe. 
and I believe in you. And when you come home after all day getting beat by society, your mental's going crazy, and you see a woman that you love, and you lay next to her, and she's give you the crap too. Mm, wow! Like yeah. it's hard not to lose your mind, and you know exactly. when you when you and and most of us don't understand. You know, for me, you know, it was good that you had that outlet. You did those things for you to keep your mental straight. But most of us guys are too proud in a way because, you know, we got to be a man, mm -hmm. you know, to say, I need help. Yeah. I need something for me. You know what I mean? So I think that's what people don't understand when it comes to our mental health is that because of our society, we become too proud to ask for help. We yeah. put band-aids on so much of it. We come, we out there, we're getting beat by society. Yep. We come home, we're getting beat by our family. And what does that, then when we go crazy or we lose it emotionally or whatever, you know, we're lazy, we're, yep. we're selfish, we, we don't understand her or the family, or we want to be deadbeats and things like that. And it's hard mentally to, to be able to traffic through all of that hurt and pain mentally and emotionally yep. and nobody addresses our mental because as soon as we do something wrong they're not saying man you know this person needs help it's like oh you need to go to jail or you need to or you or you're just selfish get out you know what i mean oh you're a man like i remember one argument me and my wife had and she's apologized so she said man up and that really affected me because it's like i'm not a man you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, man, what does that mean, man up? That, you know, loving you and being vulnerable is not being a man? Yeah, that, that is true. You, you know what I'm saying? So I can't be vulnerable around you. So now I have to put Band-Aids on everything because the minute I'm vulnerable around you, it's man up, be a man, handle your business. Because let's be honest, when a man argues with a, with a woman and they separate, who's the one that leaves the house? The, the man. man. You know what I'm saying? The woman's not going to leave with the kids. I mean, I, right. I, I, it has happened, I'm sure. But what I'm saying is the majority of the time as a man, we're leaving. We're the ones expected to change our lives over to start all over. Even though we help build this house, right. we help, we help, you know, pay for these bills. We help raise these kids with you. But as soon as we have a problem, I'm the one that has to leave. But then you get mad at me when I do leave and start my life over. See somebody else now. You're like, see, you never loved me. Yeah, and that's and that's and that's crazy, um, <laughs> because part of the, the the whole journey of being able to uh, keep your mental health is to be a little bit selfish, mm -hmm. and, and I like to call it self love, mm -hmm. because if you can't love yourself, how can you expect somebody else to love you if you don't even know how to love your own self? Mm -hmm. And um, and the one thing that you know I talk about, um, you know, on my show is you know about self love, and it's a you know, it's a saying that I have, um, you know, in regards to that. And, um, and, and primarily all I just simply, uh, you know, talk to him about is, you know, just, you know, work on work on being in love, you know, with the person in the mirror who has been through so much, but mm -hmm. is still standing. Mm -hmm. You know, self-love is not selfish. Uh, you cannot truly love another person unless you learn how to, uh, you know, learn, learn your, uh, love yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But see, but as black men... In our society, when you do that, you're selfish. You're a yep. deadbeat. You're 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 you don't care. You know what I'm saying? You're a loser. You know what I'm saying? You lack motivation and things like that. And I think that's bad because I know for me, when I was I was there and me and my wife had the argument. This is a little bit personal. She said you have to leave, 
And I said, so you're telling me I have to leave the life that I helped build with you. You know, I have to leave my kids. I have to go. So and then when I do go, you know what I'm saying? Like like you're you don't you're not leaving. You know what I'm saying? You're, the kids are with you. The life we built is still yours. But the expectation is that because you think I'm wrong, rather than us work through it because this is our life, right? I have to go and leave and change my life. That's a mental strain on you as a man because you did all of this for how many years to build what we have. Right. And as soon as you don't like what I do, what whether I'm wrong or not, that's not you know what we're talking about. But regardless, as soon as I fuck up, go. See, and that makes that's abandonment issues because as a man, it's like I can't do nothing wrong because as soon as I do something wrong, society, even my wife, is ready to throw me away. Damn. They're not gonna sit there and say, you know, you have some mental problems, you know what I'm saying, that we need to address or, you know, like they do in white and other cultures, you know what I'm yeah. saying? But for black men, as soon as you mess up, throw them away. See, and mm. that's the reality that we live in, that as soon as we mess up, throw them away. Mm-hmm. If a woman messes up, she's not getting thrown away. We're going to get pissed off at her, but she's still the mother of our kids. Yeah. She's still, you know what I'm saying? And we, we ain't going to tell you get out the house. We'll leave voluntarily. At that point. But at the end of the day, it's never get out of my house. No, it's like, well, you know what? You cheat on me, I'm out. Yep. You know what I'm saying? But for us, if I mess up, throw them away. And that's what society tells you to do. You know, it tells you when a black man does something wrong, lock him up for life. You know, white white and other cultures, they get chances. You know, you know, I do the same thing a white person do. They get two years, I'm getting life. Yep. And that's and, and the thing is, and that's the the mental we live with every day is as soon as we mess up, as soon as we're not what that other person wants us to be, throw them away. You know, even at work, you know, you know, oh, you, you, you know, throw them away, you know, fire them. You know, oh, this guy, this black man, you know what? He's exactly what I thought he was. He's aggressive because he spoke up for himself. Get rid of him. Mm-mm-mm. So society tells us all the time, no matter if we damned if we do, damned if we don't, throw us away. And that's, Abandonment issues on top of if you was raised in a rough environment, because people don't understand like being raised in the hood, seeing people murdered and killed. That's PTSD that 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 uh, young black boys have living in these conditions. When you see murder, you see rape, you see drug use all your life. You know what I'm saying? I was raised in that environment. And to me, it's normal life. But now I can see the effects of that. Yeah. And people don't understand that about black black men is that you know we're only is we're only good we're only useful when it's the image they want us to be right you know what i'm saying like your co-workers want you to be the stylish one because you know black people and black guys know for their style to be cool okay. but as soon as you assert some some i want more oh we gotta throw you away right in your relationship as soon as you you know you make a mistake which we all make mistakes and i'm not even talking about cheating i'm just talking in general right Throw you away. I'm done with it. Or you not getting no sex tonight. You not doing, I'm not doing this for you. Like, that's the answer in relationships when it comes to, you know, you're not getting me. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to be mad at you. I'm cutting you off emotionally. I'm cutting you off sexually. Or if it's more serious than that, you get out. Mm-hmm. And that's the, our reality every day that, that no matter what, we're working on eggshells. Because as soon as we fuck up, we're getting thrown out. Yeah. And that's where, you know, I don't worry about those things anymore because, you know, I, I focus on my mental health and and I do believe in the fact that 
um, there are going to be mistakes and the universe is going to put me with someone that's going to understand mm-hmm. that things are going to happen. There's going to be, you know, different um, disagreements with a lot of things. And the part of communicating is trying to come to an understanding of what just happened. Mm-hmm. How can we get through this? How can we work this out so that we don't, you know, continue to make that mistake? Because um, the fact of the matter is that sometimes, you know, the, the, the failure part is not because you failed, but you failed to realize, you know, the mistake that uh, that you did. And it's not always just on that one person. What did you contribute for mm-hmm. that to actually happen? You know, so how about both of us, you know, figure out how this is going to work out because it's not just all on me, you know. And a lot of people talking about, you know, who has the who, who has a harder time with uh, taking accountability for their actions. You know, is it men or is it, is it women? You know, so and, and a lot of times it, they say, you know, women have a hard time taking accountability. Oh, yeah. They, they just brush it off as it's like, all right, whatever. Exactly. Because for a man, once a cheater, always a cheater. For a woman, she cheats. There's a reason why she cheated. Yeah. You're, you wasn't doing something right for her to cheat. Yeah. But when a man cheats, oh, he's just a cheater. He's a dog. And that and that's the reality. You know what I'm saying? We, you know, there's no forgive it, forgiveness for us. Yeah. So what's the difference between a guy cheating and a woman who used to maybe steal fruits or, you know, steal stuff out of the store or whatever. But she used to do it because she had to feed her kids. It's okay. You know? You so, do it because you're a criminal. You know what I'm saying? So, it, exactly. And now now it gets to a point where it's like, well, well once a thief, always a thief. Well, mm-hmm. okay, so you're not you're not stealing anymore, are you? Because you, you figured it out and you understood your, your actions, your consequences. You took accountability of that. Us, we cheat. Oh, we always going to be a cheater. Cause You're a dog. Because we, we have no way of, you know, once you're going to cheat, you always going to cheat. Da, mm-hmm. da, 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 da. No. No, no. She didn't do anything wrong. But when she, but when she cheats, you did something it's wrong. It's like, what, you, what did you do to cause her to do well, that? Exactly. And that's the way it, it is. But yeah, TJ, I appreciate you. I wish we had longer. But like I said, I always going to keep these <laughs> to 45 minutes because okay. I don't, I, I want to be consistent with my with this podcast. I don't want yeah. it to be like, you know, we can have a part two sometime down the road. Definitely want to bring you back. Okay. I appreciate you coming through. Uh, I want people to tell people how they could reach you, talk, because I definitely want people to reach out. They have questions, follow ups regarding this podcast and stuff like that. So they may need advice or help. So how can they okay. contact you? Uh, yeah. You can uh, reach me on all social media platforms uh, Twitter, uh, Facebook, Instagram, The TJ Chapman Show. That's C H A T M A N. And um, you can catch me weekdays, uh, 3 to 6, right here on the Culture Radio um, for the afternoon ride. And, uh, and hey, I'm ready to get it started. And of course, on Tuesday nights, the TJ Chapman Show, uh, powered by the Culture TV, uh, when, uh, Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. So, Let's, let's 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 get it rocking. Definitely, I appreciate you coming, man. And you could catch me, uh, definitely blackmensmentalhealth.com. It should be up soon. Maybe by the time that you listen to this podcast will be up. If it is it, it'll be up soon. You can catch my personal page, castlewilliams.com, where I where I have other things that I talk about as well, other podcasts with other uh, other features. Also, definitely follow the culture radio.com for this show and all the other shows, including TJ's show and other shows we have. Yes. Well, um, and then if you want to just check out everything I do, uh, go to societyentertainment.com. That is my my company, and it's you could go, you could find everything on there, all the companies and stuff like that. Um, you know, I definitely appreciate everybody for listening and definitely tune in next time for another great uh episode of Black Men's Mental Health Podcast. Thank you.